I'd like to take this time out to thank each and every one of our essential workers, as well as people in our hospitals working countless days and nights to save lives. Welcome back to Conversations with Krishna Nicole, where we like to take you on a journey talking about beauty, health, and wellness. All right, people, today our topic of conversation, this will be part one of our tea time and quarantine. Tea time and quarantine. So if you don't drink tea, you can get yourself some coffee. If you're not a coffee drinker, then you go ahead and get whatever it is you need to get that's going to keep you comfortable as we go through this quarantine time. I just have a couple of things that's been on my mind that I want to talk about with you guys. And a lot of this is kind of on the fly and off the cuff, but it's just things that I've been thinking about as I've been on this quarantine. And so one of my questions was, how did you feel once this quarantine became real to you? And so when I think about that for myself, I remember going to work and I can remember hearing about it on the news and what was happening in different countries. But it wasn't happening here yet. But as soon as it started to become real, I went through different types of emotions. At first, it was kind of like this was something that was different because we didn't know too much about it. It was kind of like, okay, I see how this is affecting other countries or other places. But what is this thing really about? And... The only thing we had at that time was it was similar to the flu, but it was a different strand. But I know that as COVID-19 began to submerge itself, then it was like a whole different ball game. And so I'm going to be going through in part one because this is going to be a three-parter, but I'm going to be going through in part one your feelings of how you felt of like while it was happening, um, like what it initially felt like when the shutdown started to happen and then feelings that you may be going through or you, you experience day to day or that you're just going through right now. And this will all be in part one and part two will be something else. And then part three, we'll, we'll bring it to a close. But um, today is just going to be a discussion. I'm just being open with you. I'm just going to be free and be myself. It's nothing that's too structured. I just want to sit down and have tea time, sip on something nice and warm and just have a conversation. So feelings. Hmm. My feelings for me, it was a twofold because I'm a mother. Not only am I a mother, I'm also a manager, so I manage people. And then when you think of I'm a sister, I'm a friend, I'm I'm a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So your feelings as this is all unfolding, the first thing that came to my mind is safety. And that would be a mother instinct. 
I just want everybody to be safe. Like, if this is something that is hurting people, if this is something that we have yet to figure out what this is, I want it. I want to be able to make sure that everyone is safe. So that was my first feeling of just the physical thing of safety. Like, what safety precautions can we take? What are we doing? Because I work with the public as well. So what I do, I work with the public and I get up close and personal with the public. So it's like my first thing was safety. Safety for my customers, safety for myself, safety for my family, safety for my team. So what can we do so that we can be safe? As things kept unfolding and you getting up and you're going to work every day, you, you don't want to say it, but if I be honest, then it starts with, you know, you start to get a little anxiety because the anxiety and the truth factor is I'm getting up, I'm watching the news, I'm seeing the reports, and I have to go to work. And then when I go to work, sometimes your team or your children or your family don't even realize they look at you as superwoman or super dad or whatever you are to people. They look at it like, well, you seem to be all right. But they don't know that inside, I'm not okay. But I know that on the outside, I need to make let you see that I'm all right because I want you to be all right. And so you have to be strong in front of people because you don't want them to worry. But in the meantime, you're still praying. You're still interceding for them. You're still asking. You know, I know me. I serve a higher power. So I'm still asking God to cover over and, and, and just make sure that he's watching over everybody that, you know, I care about. People I love. People that I don't even know. Because like I said, I work with the public. So I have people coming into my location. You want people to be okay. And you want people to feel a sense of safety. And um, so, as I was saying, you're going to work or you're going to wherever you're going to. And so, if you are a person who is a lead, there are people that look to you. So, they're looking and they're saying, hey, well, she seems to be good. She seems to be, you know, she seemed to be all right. Like, she seemed to be handling it well. She don't seem like she going through nothing. She seemed like she straight, you know. And you looking at them like, girl, honey. If you only knew what I was actually feeling inside, you have a no clue. But like, let me break myself down for you. I'm one of those people that I'm good. I'm a strong person. I've always been a strong person. Um, You know, we all have our flaws. I'm not going to say I don't have my flaws because we all do. We're human. But for the most part, I'm a mom. You know, I'm a warrior. I'm a fighter. You know, so I'm going to go and I'm going to just give it the, my best shot. Because to me, I truly believe in the saying that if I'm going to show up, I'm going to show out. I'm not going to show up to just crawl back in a hole like, oh my gosh, no. But I am going to show up and show out and do what I have to do. And being that, you know, I manage people, I, I need to let people know it's going to be okay. You're going to be all right. You know, we're going to be good. And, but the more and more... If you follow me, the more and more and more as the situation got bigger and bigger and bigger, and then you have people 
People are going to be people. So they're watching the news. They're talking about this. And people are saying, what is in place? What is next? What are we going to do? And you're like, I don't know. Because you don't. You don't know. You don't know. The only thing you can give them is what you have. And so I say, okay, guys, we got to be, you know, let's just take this with a positive mind. Let's just be positive until we get further direction. And that's what we have to do. We have to basically be positive until we get further direction. And so like, I'll tell you my feelings as it grew and it got bigger, my feelings would change from day to day. But what kept me sane is that every morning I got up, I said a prayer and I prayed over the people that I know that I had to manage. I prayed over my family and just people, even if I didn't know you, you know, that God would just continue to keep us safe. And so then the story started changing. So then you're at work and you see this and you go from one minute to where I'm a hugger. So I'm hugging people. Hey girl, what's up? Hey, you know, and the next thing you know, it's like, Oh, you okay, you got to stay a distance. So then we started doing the social distancing. And so the social distancing is not where it is right now. It was just, I can't touch you, but I can show you this or that type of thing. Right. So we start doing that. You start to see people moving. We're not wearing masks yet. We're not putting on gloves. We're not doing none of that yet. We're basically going by the information that is given. And that's the only thing we can do. So as it continues to grow, you start to see, wait, this is okay. So now your feelings turn into that feeling of, like I said earlier, anxiety. So now I'm, I'm, I'm going to work every day, but now I have this feeling of anxiety because I already know once I hit those doors, I got a team of people looking at me. And whether it's your team or whether it's just people in general that you might work with that look up to you or they just kind of like want to have that conversation. Hey, girl, you know, you see what's going on, what you think of this. And it's like, well, we can only go by what is being given to us and we just have to stay positive. So I tried to do that. But little do people know that anxiety creeps up on you and you're like, mm. I don't know what else to, you know, I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best, like help. And it's like, you have that H E L P sitting up there. It's like right across, help me, you know? And, uh, it's just real. It's just real. You're just being real. So once we got to the place of, okay, we received the call and they say, okay, this is what's going to happen. We're, we're going to be shutting down. So now you have that other feeling of what does this look like? A shutdown. You, you're hearing about it. You don't know what that is because I know I can't speak for nobody else. I've lived in this world. I'm 48 years old and I don't ever remember a time where things would just shut down. You know, I don't ever remember a time like that. I know we go through snowstorms and it may close for a day or we go through, you know, like we had Hurricane Sandy. <laughs> But even in Hurricane Sandy, I still went back to work and it wasn't what we had going on with this pandemic. Something totally different. This is totally uncharted waters times that we are in right now. So when shutdown came, that's a different feeling because now it's the feeling of, all right, so what does that look like? What does that look like? And so for me, what did that look like for me? 
because I say to myself, shut down. What does that look like? Because now I know if I'm not going to work and that's what I've known to. I've worked my whole life since I've been a teenager. I've been working. I've never been on, you know, thank God I've never been on unemployment. I've always been self, a self-employed person. And then once I started working for who I work for now, I've worked for them for years. So it's just like all I know how to do is work. So, okay, where, what does this look like? And I'm sure that if I had that feeling of what does a shutdown look like, everybody has that feeling as to what is that going to look like? What is, because you almost feel displaced. And it's like, I don't know what that looks like. And I'm almost afraid of, okay, how long is it going to be? How long, what, how long is this, what is this going to look like? How long is this going to be? How long is this going to go on? But first, let's, before we even talk about the shutting down of jobs, first it was my, my kid's school called and it's like, okay, they won't be returning back to school. So I knew then that it's coming, it's approaching. And then came me with my job. So it was like, what does this all look like? All right. So for my, my kid, it was like, what is homeschooling look like? How is this going to work for me? I only have this amount of time to get this through this semester. Oh, man, the question of, so I'm not going to have a proper graduation, mom. I'm not going to. All of these questions are being asked. The same thing with the job. Well, what does this look like? What steps are we taking? So where do we go from here? How are we going to get paid? So all of these questions are being thrown at you. And so I'm just drawing you into this bubble because it's the thing of understanding that at the time, I don't even know what it's going to look like. I'm trying to figure it out just like you're trying to figure it out. But the only thing that I see before me is patience. Be patient. Be patient. Be patient. And I have to wait to see what is coming next. And sometimes when we have to wait because we don't know what's on the other side of that door, it becomes challenging. It becomes definitely, like I said, challenging. It becomes something different. It becomes just like I said, uncharted waters that we've never been in. So when you don't know what it's going to look like on the other side, all of a sudden panic starts to come. Even though you know, I don't want to panic, but you're praying or hoping or having faith to know that the people above you, maybe they already got this memo and that there were things being put in place. And that's the only thing we can hope for. Um, at this time. So, you know, like I had to go through those things with my kids. Like, what is homeschooling going to look like? Am I going to have a graduation? What is going to happen? You know, then like I'm a person I like to go see my family a lot. I can't go see my family. I can't go to New York. I can't go over here to spend time with my family. I'm not going to be able to do this. What does that look like? I have people, you know, uh, I've done hair for a certain like long time of my life. So I have customers. I can't even see them, touch them talk to them, do their hair, because that is all cut off. All of these things started to be cut away 
because of you have to social distance yourself, even down to the way we food shop. I remember the day I went into the store and I realized as I looked around, I said, wow, this is real. This is definitely real. The lines were ridiculous. Nobody was social distancing. This is like in the very, like when they started shutting stuff down, nobody was social distancing. The, the supermarkets was packed. People was getting everything like, like, you know how it is I, when you're in a snowstorm, everything is sold out. I mean, you couldn't find nothing. Toilet paper was a huge thing. <laughs> we all know it was like, yo, what is going on with the toilet paper? What is the significance with the toilet? You couldn't find that. You couldn't find hand sanitizer. You, I mean, girl, a whole lot of things going on in our heads because the only thing you can think at this point is survival mode. What am I going to do to survive? If this all goes belly up, what now? And at this point, I had to digress and I had to go into my survival mode that I know. And that's to speak to a higher power, higher than me and say, okay, God, were you before me? Who can be against me? I hear everything around me. I hear what's being said, but I know that I know that I know that you got me and I have to hold on to that. And so, you know, this is not like I'm not here to preach to anybody because whoever your higher power is, I know who mine is. But at the end of the day, we're in this quarantine and we're in we're having these feelings. We're going through these moments. And at the end of the day, there has to be something more that you can reach to. And I know for me, that was who I had to reach to. And that was the thing that got me to a place of calm calm yourself because I have kids, I have family and I have people that's dependent on me. I can't lose it right now. So I have to be calm. And these were all my feelings that I was going through at the time. You know, I have a a young adult as a daughter, you know, it's, it's hard enough because you know, they want to, Oh, I want to go out and you're saying, no, You got a social distance. You can't, your friend can't come over here right now. Oh no, this person can't come. They don't understand child. They looking like I'm young. I'm cool. I'm good. Yeah. But you have to look out for the people that you live with. You got to look out for the people that are in your household. You got to look out for your family. And sometimes as young people, they don't get that. All they see is I'm missing out on life. I know I'm talking to some people who got some kids that's young adults. Y'all know what I'm saying. And then you have my son. Like I said earlier, he's, he's 14, getting ready to go to high school. He's more of a homebody, so it doesn't bother him. But I finally heard him say to me, man, I never thought I'd say this, but I wish I was in school. I would, now that I see what this feels like, I don't take this for granted. So that's the other thing. As people, let's look at that whole, that whole thing. For granted, because there's a lot of things we take for granted. We take our jobs for granted. We take the people we love for granted. We take each other for granted. We take God for granted. We take our lives for granted. There's a, we take time. Let's just talk about time. We take time for grant, granted. We take our health for granted. So when we start looking at all of these things we take for granted, what I'm going to leave on, on this episode with, with quarantine is you have the time right now because this is going to go into our part two. You have the time right now. What you going to do? Because you have the time. 
What you going to do? What you going to do with the time? What you going to do with those broken relationships? What you going to do with the relationships you might need to mend? What you going to do if you wasn't really good in your schoolwork? What can you do now? Like, that's the question I pose to you. What you going to do? And on that note, (laughs) we will be back with part two on next week. And let me tell you, it's going to be sweet. All right. So you guys have an awesome day. And that's the close of our tea time and quarantine part one. Thank you for spending some time with me today here at Conversations with Krishna Nicole. And if you want to look me up throughout the week, you can check me out on Instagram at Krishna Nicole and Facebook at Krishna Nicole. Until then, have a beautiful day, beautiful people.